You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Pax What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. Is there anybody on the defensive side of the ball that you would give a game ball to as far as their performance, or are you still just kind of shaking your head at the defense as a whole? Oh, I was not prepared for this question, <laughs> to be honest. Um, you tell me. Okay. I To me, I mean, I guess I, I would only say Keyshawn Nixon would be that guy for me. Yeah, that was going to be, that was what came into my head. <laughs> and, and a lot of it is because of the shout out that he got from Aaron Rodgers, just saying like, you know, he's one of those guys that you feel lucky to be in a locker room with. And he, you know, Rogers had even said, like, there's been a lot of times throughout his career, not even just this season, but when there's a special teams play that you kind of hold your breath. And on kickoffs, he would normally be thinking in his head, like, don't take the ball out. Don't take the ball out. Don't take the ball out. But with Keyshawn Nixon, he's like, take the ball out. Like, let's see what happens. Yeah. Because this is the first time in a while that he's felt really good about it. And then for him to have, you know, the interception that he had against the Bears to kind of help put the game away. Um, it's just, it's, you know, I don't want to call it like the Rasul Douglas trajectory because Douglas arguably has not had as good a season, obviously, as he did last year. But it's nice for the Packers to find guys like this. And it makes you wonder kind of what the future of the secondary looks like. I've seen a lot of hypotheticals, you know, from pundits and analysts that like, maybe Rasul Douglas becomes a safety long-term and maybe Keyshawn Nixon is your, your new nickel corner because he's just played really well there. And it's kind of hard to think about taking him off the field at this point, considering how good he's looked in that limited role that he's had. Yeah. Um, I think it just him and, and Rudy Ford have just been the perfect example of how good this team is at scouting either undrafted or released talent, if you will, just looking at other people's rosters and saying, I think we can do something with these guys. And Nixon as a returner is, albeit 
slightly heart palpitating, <laughs> but at the same time, really exciting and electric. And we just haven't had that in a while. And he clearly has good hands. So I'm starting to trust him. It's I'm not you, Nixon. It's me. I have trust issues, but <laughs> he's proving that, you know, he can handle himself and the dual role that he's been able to kind of carve out for himself is to be honest for a guy who was literally on someone's practice squad is very, very impressive. Yeah. And I mean, I think, you know, it's the defense looks different when Devondre Campbell's out there, you led the team in tackles. So it's a lot of, I mean, it, it feels like too little too late. Obviously we, I don't want to keep talking about the playoff picture and what that looks like, because I know the Packers are still in their minds, you know, until they're officially eliminated playoffs are the goal. Obviously they're the goal for every team until you're eliminated, but it is nice to see, you know, Jair having his interception after getting burnt by EQ on a play. Like, it's nice to see the guys bounce back and respond the way that you would want the players that you've paid significant amounts of money to to bounce back. Yeah. I mean, the second game ball I would like to give, I, I, all my game balls are on offense. Um, there, I have three of them. Christian gets the first. Um, AJ Dillon gets the second because it was just really nice to see him step up into that kind of running back one role. And I think the last couple of seasons we've, we've felt like, and he's proven that he can be that guy. I think for a long time, we've said it's like a one, a one B type running back punch. And AJ hasn't been himself this season. And it's just felt like it's just been one of those years. Um, But you get him in that role and you get him kind of rolling. He had 18 carries. And I think he's the kind of back we've talked about this so many times on the show, but he's the kind of back who needs that repetition. He needs to be in the game and just keep going and going and going and get to third and fourth quarter and start to, you know, take advantage of defense's weaknesses when they're tired. And again, he's not running into a very good front, right? This isn't the Eagles or the Bucks or, but you know, it is the bears. So there's that caveat, but I thought he did a really nice job um, with the opportunities he was given and with the blocking he was given, which is my third game ball, which has to go to the rookie left tackle because you didn't hear his number called. They still like were able to attack the left side of the line and the left side of the field. Rogers did not get sacked once. He had a couple scrambles, but it didn't really look like he was under duress. And I think that is so incredibly impressive for a rookie to step in pretty much last minute and and take over there at the like second most important position in the game. And it showed because they were able to get big, you know, explosive plays and AJ Dillon was able to run the ball really well. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm glad you pointed that out because that, that completely slipped my mind. But And poor David Bakhtiari, right? He just comes back from a knee injury and then he just his appendix decides it doesn't want to be in his body anymore. So just, you know, <laughs> poor guy there. But I think my my other game ball would also go on offense and it would be to Adam Stenovich, actually, because Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers were kind of talking about him in their postgame pressers and that Christian Watson jet sweep was his idea. He basically had said like, hey, they're in man coverage. I think this play will work. And I loved the story that Rogers told about going to the sideline and asking Matt LaFleur, like, 
do we want to score here? And LaFleur being like, well, yeah, duh. Like, of, co- of course we want to score. What are you talking about? And Rodgers just having to be like, yeah, Watson, you can score. <laughs> like, if you're open, don't worry about it. Just just go score. So I thought that was cool, like, that Adam Senevich got some kudos for that because I feel like we haven't heard much from him this season. And, you know, we hear, obviously, the, the pressers once a week from the offensive coordinator, the defensive coordinator, special teams coordinator. But it's nice to hear how involved he is in the play calling and the recognition of, hey, I think this could work. And obviously – it was a touchdown play. So I'll give him a game ball for that. I think I, I think he deserves that. And I agree with you. You don't really hear much from him. And it, it's been such a rough season offensively that it's been hard not to question the coaching and staffing changes so far this year. And we don't really get the inner workings of what happens on the sidelines. So good to know, you know, what the communication is like and the coordination between the two of them coaches and, and Aaron Rodgers too. Yeah. And I think it's funny because at the, you know, we're, we're giving Adam Senevich this praise and then in the back of our heads, we're probably still like, and whatever with Joe Barry, <laughs> at least, at least that's yeah. how I feel. I, mean, I hate to, I've never come on here and called for anybody's job and I don't want to do that, but it is an interesting dynamic to hear like the offense is finally putting everything together and we're starting to see some really impressive success coming out of them. They're putting up more points than they have all season. Like it feels like they're really hitting their stride now that their pieces are back. Um, and the offense is kind of firing on all cylinders. And then you have the defense with all of the talent in the world on paper. And each week we just are running into the same issues with scrambling quarterbacks and not being able to tackle and, you know, not defend against the run. And it's just, it's an anomaly. It really is. I, um, I just keep thinking about like how much this defense misses Rashawn Gary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just think it's been like very night and day because when Rashawn was in, you got splash plays, you got stops, you got pressure on the quarterback. Like I, you literally look at the loss in Detroit and beforehand, at least this defense had like moments of being somewhat dominant and shut down, even if there were inopportune moments where they gave up yards or points and now without him there's there's none of that it's just leaky swiss cheese and i think it it's shown me at least like a little bit of a glaring hole that probably is going to be and needs to be addressed in the draft and there isn't really a dominant pass rusher besides rashawn gary on this team like preston hasn't been the same kenny had a really nice game but he's not like it's Rashawn Carey in a big wide space and pretty much everyone else. And they're going to need to fill that rotation. Although I will say JJ Enigbari has been, you know, a nice high point for, for him for his rookie season. Um, but they're going to need to fill in there this off season. I think. Yeah. Cause we said it before this season, right? If you lose Rashawn Gary, like this is, you can't go anywhere with this front and they can't really get pressure. Yeah. And I mean, Packers fans, we don't want to talk about the draft, but they're going to be so irritated if the Packers take an edge rusher in the first round again. But it's one of those things that it just feels like every single year. Not me. (laughs) No, I agree. It's just one of those things every year that it feels like the Packers could do because it's a premier position. We know that Brian Gutekunst emphasizes that position in the draft and it's, it's a position of need. And I'm glad you pointed it out with Preston Smith because I don't want to, you know, rag on him, but he hasn't looked the same. And I think, it's not to discredit him, but a lot of his opportunities came because all of the the double teaming was going towards Rashawn Gary. And now there's nobody to really take the heat. So guys like Kenny Clark are getting the double teams again. Preston Smith is getting the double teams again. And, 
you know, I agree with you that that JJ has had a, a an impressive rookie season for what it's worth, but nobody can jump in and fill those shoes of Rashawn Gary unless like the Packers brought in somebody like Miles Garrett. You know, like it's just it's not. I don't think there's anybody on the roster that can have the same kind of impact that Rashawn Gary could have. Yeah, no, I mean he's he was, and I think is still in the conversation as like one of the elite edge rushers in the league. He, he was averaging a sack a game. He was being talked about as potentially like defensive player of the year. Um, he was just completely and utterly dominant. And I hate Ford Field for taking him from us this season. I agree. Twenty four hundred Sports is an Odyssey company.